Hi, Rav Judah here with Masachet Idiot, Perak Dalad Mishnavav, dedicated towards the merit of a Rafush Lema for Tova Miriam Bat Dvorah Mindel. To make sense of this coming Mishnah, you need to know a bit about Masachet Machshirin. And to help you understand Masachet Machshirin, I'm going to share with you a secret mnemonic. As a mnemonic I came up with years ago while learning Machshirin to remember a core piece from the Masachta, but I've never shared it until now, but... You are my special mission of friends. So I will share it with you. Um, back in the 90s and 2000s, there was a Jewish singer, Haredi guy with some, with some hits by the name of Dedi. Uh, maybe you know uh, some of his greater hits, Ratza Kaddish Baruch Hu and Ima Don't You Know. He was out there a bit. Um, he might still be singing. The truth is I just am not following his music anymore, so I have no idea. But anyway, in Masecha Machshirin, the concept is that for foodstuffs to become subject to Tumah, you need a Tumah conductor, one of seven liquids that will now allow it to conduct and receive Tumah. It's a Machshir, it's making it Muchshar, uh, it's making it ready to absorb Tumah. So that means if you have a dry apple and something Tameh touches it, the apple doesn't become Tameh. If the apple has one of these liquids on it and something touches it, ah, that liquid conducts tuma, and the apple absorbs the tuma and stomach. What are these seven liquids? So I imagine Dedi, this guy, sitting with a sewing needle, with a machat. Maybe he's sewing. Shededi machat stands for the seven liquids that are tuma conductors that can make a foodstuff now primed and ready to become tameh. Namely, shemen, oil, dvash, honey, dam, blood, uh, yud is yayin, wine, Mem, Mayim, uh, water, Chalav, uh, milk, and Tal, dew. These seven liquids serve as Tumah conductors or Tumah you know, preparers. They, they make something primed to become Tameh, a, a foodstuff primed to become Tameh. Without these liquids present, the foodstuff does not become Tameh. Shadedi Machat. Now, understanding that about Machsechet Machshirin and that other liquids do not qualify as these conductors or primers, so you have the following Mishnah. You are pickling some olives. So you take the olives and you put them into very salty brine. It's a very salty water. Now, there are really two questions here. Number one, do you want, does the person want that brine? Do we assume that it's good stuff? And do we assume that it's really a form of water? Because water is, uh, is one of our seven conductors. But if brine is actually considered a different liquid, it's not water anymore, it's salty water, it's something else, then it doesn't qualify, perhaps. And so the way that one views this, or how one understands this, whether it is a machshir or not, will will have implications for whether these olives are now subject to becoming tuma, or tame, are they primed? So if you have a barrel of these pickled olives, Peshama says you don't need to actually make a hole in the barrel to show that you want to get rid of all this brine. Rather, everybody knows it's, it's not really a makshir, you don't really want it. You'll pour it off. Sure, there's a few drops left in the bottom of the barrel. It doesn't matter. It is not making these olives primed for Tumah. Behil says, if you don't want your olives to be subject to Tumah, you have to actually put a hole in the barrel showing that you would be really happy for every last drop to go out. Because if not, what you're saying is, maybe I like having this brine in the barrel with the pickled olives. And since Behil sees it as a form of water, it's a machshir. It now can make things subject to Tumah. But even Beit Hillel admits that if you punctured a hole in the barrel and then as the, the brine was flowing out, some bits of olive and other you know, um, sediment plugged up the hole and it didn't totally drain, you've still demonstrated that you don't consider that water to be anything of interest to you. And so while Beit Hillel, while Shammai doesn't consu- assume that the water is actually considered water, it's something else. But Beit Hillel, who does assume it's water, says you've clearly shown you don't want it. And since you don't want it, in order for it to be a primer for Tumah, it has to be both one of the seven liquids and that you want it there. The fact that you don't want it there means now we're not worried about Tumah anymore.
Hasach b'shemen tahor v'nitma, yared v'tavol. So what happens if a person takes pure oil, oil is, remember, a tumah conductor, and they annoy themselves with it, and then they become tameh, and then they go to a mikvah. B'shamay armim afopishu Tahor. Bishamai says, even though they're still dripping a little bit of, you know, when they get out of the mikvah, there's still some oil on them. We assume the oil was part of them. And when they went to mikvah, they and the oil became pure again. Behil Ormim Kidei Sichad Ever Katan. Behil says, look, it depends how much oil is really left on you that's like dripping off. If it's enough that you could really use to, to rub into your pinky finger, then uh, we're actually concerned that oil that wasn't really on you, it was just sort of sitting on the surface. And since oil is a tumah conductor, um, you know, you went to mikvah, but still you had touchling tummy, and the oil is carrying, as it were, that tumah. You became tahor, the oil didn't, and it's going to make you tummy again. And so uh, you can't have that, that much oil that well, they didn't get rubbed into the skin properly. Let's go another case. Let's say a person rubbed oil in their skin, and the oil was tummy. So now they are tummy, and the oil's tummy. Beshamah says, unless it was all rubbed into you but for an amount less than the amount that you would put into your, into your pinky, then you are Tameh, and even though you went to Mikvah, you need to get rid of that oil and then go again. So Behil says, actually, in order for it to be a problem, it's even less than that. It's an amount that could, let's say, get your, your hand wet if you touched it, that would moisten something else. A little bit more than that. It's enough that if you touch somebody, you get the oil in your hands, and then if you touch something else, the oil would transfer. So Beishamai says that anything less, if, if the oil was telling me anything less than the amount that's still liquid on your skin that you would rub into your pinky finger, then you went to mikvah, you're fine. Behil says if there's even enough on you that you could touch somebody or you could touch yourself and it would it would moisten your hand, that's you're still tame and you have to go to mikvah again after you rub it in. Yehuda says it has to be enough that you could not only wet your finger but then use it to moisten something else.